Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Imagine sitting alone in a dark apartment because you physically can't change the light bulb and you don't have anybody to call for help. Or food is running out and you must take turns with your spouse on who's going to eat that day. These are real situations our elderly face. And that's where Friends for Life comes in. Established 31 years ago, this nonprofit came about through the caring and concern of Inez Russell. And I am so happy to say she joins us now. Inez, what started all this for you? Did you always think you'd have this amazing, huge uh, nonprofit? No, I did <laughs> not. I think growing up with a grandma that took care of everybody and taught me that that's what we were supposed to do, that made me believe everybody had somebody to take care of them. And when I realized that wasn't true, heard a woman screaming in the hospital and went to see what was wrong and found out she was scared and alone and thought she was dying and some love and attention and she got better and went home. So that started me down a road of realizing that not everybody has somebody and having a friend can make all the difference in the world. And that was 31 years ago. It was. Yeah, a long time ago. Did you ever imagine that it would mushroom into so many different areas of helping folks all across the state? I did not. God has taken it so many places that I didn't realize. I just didn't know that would happen. Well, this is, you know, I mentioned two cases. I'm sure you've got lots of other really heartbreaking stories that you could tell us about folks that just need somebody. We do. And with what's happened in the last few months with with COVID-19, we've become acutely aware of the needs of our seniors and how, you know, they had support systems. Some of them had support systems prior to COVID that kind of evaporated because you know, maybe the people that were helping them were seniors. So even things like our telephone reassurance program, <clears throat> where we called to check on people to make sure they were doing okay, that increased 200% in the first couple of months because people were alone and scared and suddenly didn't have a support system, anybody to check on them. And now they were hungry because they couldn't get to the, to the store. So we started a shop and drop program to pick up their groceries and drop them off on their front porches. And and then we started working on telephone reassurance to try to figure out, was there some way that we could reach out further 
in the Central Texas area and help people all over the state. And we were so blessed because in July, um, by, by the end of July, we had a program that thanks to Spectrum VoIP, they partnered with us mm-hmm. and gave us the phone equipment that we needed and a, a great programmer named Randy put software together that made it very efficient and very easy for us to connect volunteers to these lonely homebound people and kind of be a lifeline for them, help them to not be depressed and feel so isolated, but also to know like that couple you were talking about who's hungry and who's run out of medicine and who needs to get to the doctor but doesn't have a way to do that. And we now have the ability to do that all over the state. We can um, call these people once, twice, five times a week, however often they want to be called and check and make sure they're doing okay. And if we discover a need, we have a team of people at our office, staff and social work interns who can work to meet that need. Well, you talked to me, you're the one that told me about that couple. And and this was a real situation, I think in Tyler in East Texas. Tell everybody a little bit more about that. It, It was just stunning to me. This couple, it was an elderly couple, um, they lost their support system and knew that they were going to run out of food, and they made a plan. She would eat one small meal, and he wouldn't eat anything one day, and then the next day he would eat a small meal, and she wouldn't eat anything. And they did that for three weeks. The fourth week, they were completely out of food, and they didn't eat anything. But fortunately, at the end of the fourth week, they heard about a place in Tyler, and they were an hour away from Tyler. And he was not supposed to be driving anywhere. But he drove to Tyler, and he found this food bank and told him his story, and which I was so proud of because so many times seniors won't share. Right. I wondered about that, how, how many really, you know, out of a sense of pride or mm-hmm. self-sufficiency or whatever, they don't want to ask for help. And sometimes I think they're afraid Yeah. that if they admit that yes. they can't, can't do something that somebody might come take them away and put them you know in a facility and they would lose their independence in this case uh, he did tell the story and the people at the food bank said you do not need to drive here anymore we will bring food to you and it just reinforced for us that if we can meet these people if we can talk to them on the phone a few times a week we can know if they're out of food or going to run out of food, and we can arrange for them to have food, medicine, whatever necessities. You know, there, there are agencies out there. Yeah. Often it's just they just don't know, don't know how to access it. Let's talk about how that program actually works. And so you say Spectrum really, they went above and beyond to provide the engineering know-how and just a facility. So you can cover what part of the state of Texas, how much Texas? All of it. All the of entire- the state the entire state, and uh, volunteers can volunteer with us. Actually, from anywhere in the country, they can volunteer, and we have some in other states who wanted to help with this. But um, they become a volunteer, and they call to check on the client. And um, and the client picks if they want to be called once a week or five times a week or however often. And... In the course of it, they develop a relationship. Sure. And then when that happens, the senior or the adult with disabilities will share if they have a need. So that was really important to us, to be able to have a way that we could do that. 
and thanks to this technology, um, it looks like when the volunteers call, it says Friends for Life, so that people don't have to be concerned. A lot of them have been warned to not answer right. phones from calls that they don't, yeah. who, they they, don't know who it is. Yeah, a spammer or whatever. Yeah, they, they do feel vulnerable to those kind of scams uh, as well. Um, so you began almost immediately, though, back 30 years ago, with a guardianship program, mm-hmm. didn't you? Now, how did that all evolve? Um, we got a call from the county judge asking us if we would serve as guardian for a man who had been found unconscious, and I didn't have a clue what that meant, but we had an awesome county judge who taught how taught us how to do that. And once we said yes and became guardian to this particular man, um, Adult Protective Services found out, and they started referring people to us, and we are now the largest uh, nonprofit guardianship program in the state, and we have clients in 50 counties, oh at least 50 counties, and uh, almost 500 people that we're and, serving. And these are individuals who just don't have any living relatives or maybe relatives that can't right. help them, and, and what kinds of things do they need help with? Well, Paying they, bills or... Well, that's part of it. If they just need help paying paying bills, we may be able to serve them through our money management program. And um, what I'd like to share real quickly that uh, the end of July, that became real critical in Texas. We lost a program that was providing money management, Social Security rep payee services for over 1,100 people. Oh, my. When that program closed, Adult Protective Services called us and said, we're going to have people who are homeless, people who are hungry, people whose utilities are turned off. They're they're going to be subject to abuse because, you know, if they receive a check and they don't know what to do with it and they ask people, somebody may take their money from them. So concerns about abuse and exploitation. Um, so we've been working with Social Security, and so far we've taken – on about a hundred of these clients and expect to take on several hundred more. Uh, We're getting calls every day about them. And some have already lost their homes because they didn't have their checks to, and and these are people that don't know how, if they did get the check, they don't really know how to pay rent. So they do need somebody to step in and do that for them. Um, And we have, you know, we, we step forward in faith to do this. It's it's a big challenge for us. We uh, we even put together a little fund a friend program that people could come to our website. We figured out it costs us about $35 a month to take care of these people. So, really? So anyway, the guardianship part should only kick in if, somebody, if, if something like money management isn't going to be enough of an alternative for them. And the support services that we offer at Friends for Life, like what I was telling you about before, and the money management services can be an adequate alternative. But if that isn't enough, then somebody might need a guardian who can make a decision for them about a safe place to live and make medical decisions for them. Um, we focus on trying to make sure that these people have the very best lives that they can have. Right. And um, anyway, that's kind of how we got into guardianship, and we're um, 
we, you know, our, our goal in guardianship is restoration to mm-hmm. get to a point where where they don't need us anymore. Right. And um, and you can do that if you're focused on the person and trying to just help them grow and develop the skills they need to make decisions on their own. Well, now, you mentioned uh, the cost of doing some of these things. I, you know, as a nonprofit, you're always raising money. And, and this has been such a difficult time uh, with covid with any kind of nonprofit needing money, but uh, you've recently set up something uh, very innovative, and it's your tool, a uh, thrift store. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, well, we were blessed with an opportunity to open a tool thrift shop. It's on Lake Air Drive, 430 Lake Air Drive, and people have been donating tools to us, and some of them are brand new, but uh, most are gently used, and uh, Charlie Turner is managing our tool shop. And yeah, he's, great guy. <laughs> he's so funny. And, and really passionate about the work of Friends for Life. He is, and he is. he was born to sell. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's true. He really was. And That's he, he just does a great job of telling people about the work that we're doing. And, and the, the great thing about the tool shed is that People donate the tools. We have volunteers that work in there, so this money can help us fund the work that we're trying to do. And it's located there on Lake Air mm-hmm. Drive in Waco, and a great, great way for you to support the work of Friends for Life. Now, you have a beautiful facility there on Lake Success. It used to be where I think SMI was SMI that, was that there. building, and I've gone there with a group of ladies that would sing. You, you also have adult daycare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just branched into so many different areas of need. Yes. The Adult Daycare Center has been really interesting these last few months. Yeah. We, uh, When COVID started, we had 95 people coming in every day, and then instantly we had 15. We're back up to about 40, and um, it's it's just been kind of interesting. Lots and lots of safeguards put in place to make sure everybody's socially distancing, and clients just have had a really fun time learning how to wear masks. And, <laughs> I'll bet. And that's, that's <laughs> some of our most fun times we're singing for that group because there was such enthusiasm. <laughs> You'll never have a better audience. No, that is think. exactly right. That's it. And, but what a need for, you know, the caregivers to have a little break, you know, to be I able think to it makes take it them to a safe place. Yeah, for people to take a break and also makes it possible for people to work. Yeah, right. Who might otherwise either have to stay home with their loved one or put them into a facility before mm-hmm. they really would need to go. Right, right. Well, we mentioned the guardianship program, and uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by Dr. Dennis Myers of the Diana Garland School of Social Work at Baylor. We'll hear about a new online course that will help you become a guardian. while managing a family? 
Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Dennis Myers is the Danny and Lynn Prince Endowed Professor for the Residential Care of Older Adults at Baylor University. You have a lot of um, research interests, Dr. Myers, from volunteerism in later life to uh, adults and poverty. We've been talking about that. Tell me about your work in this area and what kind of got you interested in this field of study and work as, a, as an academic. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us today. Uh, I think uh, we share uh, an interest in grandmothers. My interests start started also with my grandmother was my best friend and that kind of sentiment uh, sort of has driven a career for me as well. Uh, got really interested in gerontology. Uh, Baylor had a two master's degrees in gerontology uh, and I came for that purpose and we decided to kind of fold that into the School of Social Work so I'm now in the Garland School of Social Work as a professor. I've maintained my interest in older persons uh, on several levels. Uh, my research was very interested in uh, at-risk older persons, persons who are alone in our community, who uh, when you go and see them, the gift they give you is to turn on their light because electricity is right. at, at a premium for them. Uh, but as in those kind of conversations, growing to, to learn about their strengths and about their power as individuals uh, was fascinating. So we've been involved in studies of their resiliency, and often people want to search what is going wrong and, and certainly that's important to understand that but to also understand how they make sense of it and their faith life has been important to it. Garden School of Social Work are very interested in the integration of faith and practice so it's in wellness as well so we're engaged in that way and and also are interested in the impact of social exclusion on older people now in our facilities and how that's impacting them so I guess we're talking about uh, being a, a students of resiliency in this time of life and, and faith in particular is a particular interest. Of course, where they're called the greatest generation, yes, these yes. Uh, these octogenarians and, and on up, um, they've been through a lot, but uh, COVID has really thrown everybody for a loop, but it's been especially hard, I think, on our older citizens. Yes, 
absolutely. The, it's an uh, interesting phenomenon. It's not just loneliness, mm-hmm. but uh, our older folks have been socially, are being socially excluded. There is a rule that says you cannot go out, and that's a little different dynamic than having a choice in the matter. And it has been really difficult. Our facilities are doing a fantastic job managing that, explaining to families how what the rules are. I think the governor's going to be perhaps opening up that possibility, which is wonderful. But then you see facilities stepping into that space with really creative ideas, uh, phone calls and uh, use of social media and things. So uh, it, it is a hard time, but it's also an incredibly creative time for us as well. Yeah, my mother, in fact, is in a, a nursing home at this point, and it's been because she hasn't lost her sense of humor. She said, "All I need is a number on my chest and bars on the window." You know, they do kind of feel like they're 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 imprisoned. She she gets it. She understands about the dangers of of COVID nineteen and why they're having to take these uh, kind of draconian measures to protect their health. Um, but as you say, it, there's a possibility it's going to be kind of opened up a little bit to caregivers. Um, to be able to to go into the facilities, which you know hasn't happened in months. That's right. It's we've been having visitations through windows, right, and ways through windows, and uh, but still, uh, families need to be together, and that's uh, hopefully going to be happening soon. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about guardianship because you know, like my mother has a support system, obviously, but there are so many apparently, Inez, that that just don't have anybody to help them with basic decisions. Mm -hmm. And so the guardianship um, aspect, there's a lot to understand about that. Yes, absolutely. And it's going to grow because as families become uh, smaller and uh, fewer children, then the possibility of aloneness uh, grows. And so where will we find people? They will step into the lives of what we think of as strangers and care about them enough so they would begin to walk alongside, respecting their rights on one hand, but also stepping in when things get difficult. That's an amazing thing to think about, that people are willing to do that for the life of another. And so when you get around that kind of uh, interest, you want to support it any way possible. And Inez has stepped into those space in so many ways. Yes, that's right. So there is a, a new online course that is uh, at, at Baylor through the School of Social Work to help train someone, whether it's a family member or maybe just a volunteer who wants to, to have the tools to be able to step into that role as guardian. So let's talk about that, Inez. Okay. Well, being involved in guardianship for the last 30 years, I have seen a big need for guardianship training. There are a couple of uh, annual conferences, but there wasn't anything consistently available for people going into that field or even for family members who wanted to know more about it. So I started asking the School of Social Work at Baylor if they would please work with me, and they did agree to do that, and they have been so awesome, and you were wonderful. You did the talent for us. You know, working in guardianship through Friends for Life and then also uh, with the Texas Guardianship Association, I got to meet judges and attorneys and master guardians across the state who had expertise and a lot of years of experience working in guardianship. So when we got to the point where we were ready to develop curriculum, I could call them and have them develop the content for this. So we ended up with some really amazing, amazing courses. And 
Um, and fortunately, we had you to do the the talent, so well, people didn't fall asleep <laughs> well, listening would, to statutes. Well, you know? yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's legal. There's a lot of legal stuff you have to understand about uh, guardianship. But I was able to do the on camera part, reading you know, reading the script basically. That is the coursework. But at home, folks would be able to on their computer follow along the bullet points, and and then I guess would they take a test? Is that mm-hmm. that's part of the deal? Yes, it's a. Uh, 24-hour available, called asynchronous. That means you can go on your computer anytime mm-hmm. and uh, take the courses. And uh, it's uh, it's all created by experts. We chose the best we could in terms of the information itself. So it's top line. But, you know, just listening to someone talk about something, uh, our attention span is really limited. <laughs> yes. So we thought well, if we could just get Ann Harder <laughs> to uh, to narrate this and the fact that that's for, for you Ann that's inside out for you mm-hmm. and that comes across in the presentation so we couple that kind of commitment and talent from you with some uh, audiovisual and visual kinds of uh, representations of content to hold interest mm-hmm. and uh, we have 11 of these modules and the uh, in fact, if a person were to take all 11, you'd, you would be, be happy to uh, award you a certificate from Baylor for, for completion of the uh, gerontology certificates. But sometimes people don't want to do 11 modules. Uh, you can just do one if mm-hmm. you're a family. Oh, in a specific uh, area of interest. Yeah, that's you right. Because yes, yes. you know, there's the financial aspect Absolutely. of guardianship and, right. and you know, the physical aspect. It's kind of a range of the legal, as you mm-hmm. said, the more formal, uh, but also we're very concerned about the practicality. Right. So we're offering specifics on how one might be a more effective guardian. Isn't that exciting to be able to think about you're doing something to come alongside people that want to make a difference in the lives of someone else? Well, and there's such a need because, as you say, all across the state of Texas, you, you, know, you serve as a guardian for folks that are in facilities and not in facilities, right, Inez? We do, and and I've learned over the years that there are people in a lot of different professions who really want and need to know about guardianship. They need to know what it is. They need to know when somebody needs a guardian and when they don't. And the nice thing about this program is that with these 11 different modules, people can take as much or as little of it as they need and they can learn what guardianship really is. They can learn alternatives to guardianship. They can learn, you know, we've got case studies that are really great that help people learn best practices and how you really are um, working on quality of life when you're working in guardianship restoration that I talked about before, reporting all the requirements that, that they have. And I think there's so many groups, you know, there are people in education who are working with children with special needs. There are parents who have children with special needs who, who would want to know some of these things. Right, it's they not can, just elderly folks that, right. that need guardians at times. That's true. And, and I think for the educators and for the parents to know when is a guardian needed and, and when can, you know, are there some ways we can not have to put our child into a guardianship situation? That should always be the last resort. And um, 
we also took these 11 modules and put together some different packages that would appeal to people in other professions like long-term care administrators and geriatric care managers and attorneys. And the Judicial Branch Certification Commission has um, has approved all of these as um, CEUs for guardianship. The School of Social Work is issuing CEUs for social work and the state bar has uh, issued CLEs, approved CLEs for um, for the legal package. Well, that's great. So lots of different groups, I think, can mm-hmm. benefit from this from this education. So part. how do they go about signing up for this? If somebody's interested in, to learn more information, Dr. Myers? At Baylor, the Garland School of Social Work has a website. And if they would go to that website, they would find there a place to click on a guardianship link to register and to learn more about the program itself. Uh, we're really honored that, the, that Baylor has connected us with our continuing education office. So the actual administration of this and care for it is through uh, Baylor's continuing education. And they've been such wonderful partners in this process as well. But the main thing to remember is the Garland School of Social Work at Baylor, our website there. And if you go there, they'll be able to find the uh, link to, to the guardianship information. Right. And I presume there is a charge. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. our courses at, at this point are sixty dollars each. Okay, and we have uh, a real interest in if a person is interested in taking the courses, uh, please let us know. Right, <laughs> there may be scholarships available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that's the case for yeah. sure. Well, it's valuable information. I was I was fascinated being able to you know to to read <laughs> to read all that and and have a little bit better understanding about just all the things you need to do if you are a guardian for someone. There's just a lot you need to understand about it from a legal standpoint. It's so it's that important. We go to we get ourselves educated for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, this is no less important than that. Uh, it's not something one can just decide to do without information. To do it right requires some uh, some help in terms of understanding and we think this program will step into that space very good and if somebody wants to volunteer at friends for life i know you're taking volunteers and you've got very passionate volunteers that's true we do and we would be so grateful if they would come to our website friendsforlife.org they can um, fill out a volunteer application online or call us at uh, 254-772-7600 we we would love to have the help. We've got lots of folks. In fact, we have a list of people right now who are homebound that need somebody to call them. So we're working oh, and right now. I mean, you to just have that. to pick up the phone. I mean, it's not that big of a challenge for a for a volunteer, right? Because well, it's all on the phone. Yeah, we're trying really hard and to make sure that we match people that have some common interests, sure. so they've got some fun things that they can share and talk about. Right. Right. Well, it's a you'd be a blessing in that person's life, and I know it probably works both ways. Well, I want to take just a second to thank you again, but also to thank Baylor. Baylor has been so awesome. They have spent so many hours helping put this together and working with us. And we've what we've come up with, I'm excited about. I think it's going to help a lot of people, not just people who work in it, but I think often in our personal lives, we come in contact with somebody who needs more care, more help, and we can we can learn how to help them. Yeah, point them in that direction. And again, that's the, uh, the website again. The Garland School of Social Work at Baylor University. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Myers, Inez. You are a precious friend. I'm just uh, always 
so awed when I see how, how God has used you. Just you saw a need and just, just said yes. And now you have this huge, <laughs> this huge thing called Friends for Life. Well, I'm blessed to get to do this. I really am. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.